Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, welcome hello, back. Hello. We are here to discuss the first round, the round of, of the knockout 16. stages, the round of 16, the first round wow. of 16, and a Women's World Cup. Very, I would very like to say, point. thankfully, this is the inaugural round of 16 in a Women's World Cup. Um, I think nothing else we have learned through this tournament that the 32 team tournament was 100% the way to go. Um, absolutely. It's been a honestly, it's been nothing but a wildly entertaining tournament. But we're gonna do the same, same old, same old. We're gonna go through uh, the round of sixteen games uh, in the order of which they occurred. Um, as per usual, there will be some games we have more to say about than others, um, and then we'll go over the quarterfinal matchups. Um, All right, let's get started. Yeah, we uh, start off strong with Switzerland, Spain. Um, honestly, the most notable thing about this was that Switzerland's goal was a pretty abysmal own goal from Spain. Yep. And that was about the closest, the most dangerous Switzerland ever looked because other than that, they looked quite bad. Um, I was watching this Spain, and got super excited when that happened. I was like, ooh, maybe it's going to be a close game. It was not a close game. Not, not a close game. Um, Spain, it finished 5-1 Spain. Uh, that pretty much tells the story of it. Um, honestly, I think it probably was more of a five nothing game, given that it was a pretty unforced error of an own goal on, on uh that was Switzerland's goal. Um, but nonetheless, more or less, Spain seems to have bounced back pretty nicely from yeah. uh getting beat by Japan. So I we will see how they how they move along, but they looked. They looked good. Aitana Bomati had another oh such a uh, good game, uh, great game. God, Aitana Bomati for the or like I. I think if they win this World Cup, she's winning the Ball d'Or. Oh, I yeah. think she has to, right? If she keeps playing, I, like she's playing. No, if Spain wins the World Cup, she has to win. There's no way she doesn't win the Ball d'Or. I think she should win it no matter what. But yeah, I I, could, I would agree with you. I'm just saying, but I like, do think if Spain does win the World Cup, Aitana Bonmati will should be a shoe in for the World Cup or for the uh, for the Ballon d'Or for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, um, but we know that that normally never goes the way that we wanted to. So we'll see. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, Japan, Norway, uh, Norway. They tried. Yeah, Norway tried. They just didn't have, I feel like the thing about Norway, that I feel like it's been a little bit of a conundrum for the past like few years. They have all these players and it almost yeah. just feels like they're not able to like string it together in order to like do things. Because the last, like before, like Japan scored their third goal in the 81st minute. So there was like a lot of time when it was 2-1 where Norway was, pressing but it didn't feel like anything was coming pressing. from it yeah they were pressing but it never felt threatening yeah exactly um, yeah like there were there were periods of the time where Norway had the ball and like they, they had possession and they were in their offensive third I never felt like they looked dangerous 
like no, you I, were like oh shit this is gonna be a game I kind of all even after they tied it up on frankly a very nice goal oh absolutely um, yeah from uh Guru Ritin. um but that's yeah, my like, point I too never right felt like that's like a beautiful Japan. goal but like yeah like the ball across from Graham like Graham Hansen is so 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 good so good like and that's not even talking about like Otto Hagerberg like yeah. you know and you've got Wrighton you've got Graham Hansen you've got Ada Hagerberg and that's just like the ones you name off the top of your head but there's more part like their squad is deeper but I think there's definitely some stuff going on behind the scenes at Norway. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think even just, you know, what has been said by Graham Hansen alone yeah. tells you that. But I think even before she made public comments about it, there was very clearly stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was never meant to be for Norway. Japan continues to look excellent. Um, I would also say like some of that Norway's inability to look threatening was I think down to Japan's defense. Yes, that's and they're very just true. like so- solid back line. They are just controlled. They move together. They are fluid. They like I don't want to take away Japan's work level, and by just yeah. saying that Norway didn't no, look absolutely. good because I think absolutely. that the two play together. I think it's. Um, I think it's also worth giving a shout out to uh, Miyazawa, who is the yes. lead goal scorer of the tournament so far. I believe she has five goals. I think so. Um, so far in the tournament, I expect that trend to continue. She's been a phenomenal. I'm, the whole Japanese team in general has been phenomenal, Absolutely. but uh, yeah, I think Miyazawa has been, uh, you know, particularly impressive in terms of being clinical uh, in front of goal. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they. I still think they look the best team in the tournament. Yep. Moving along. Um, the, the Dutch, I think this, what I understand, and I only watched the highlights, I didn't get up to watch this game um, or stay up stay to up. watch this game. You didn't stay up to watch Yeah, it one. was at 10, so I didn't stay up to watch it. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, the 2-0 score in the Dutch's favor is not quite reflective of the game itself. Um, now again, I watched highlights. I didn't, but even if you look at the statistics, like the Dutch have a lot of really, you know, high possession, but it's 14 shots to South Africa, 13, it's six shots on targets to South Africa, seven. Yeah. Like I watched the first half of this game. Um, and yeah, it was not, it was not a unbalanced game. Like, Jill Ward no. scored in the ninth minute, and so South Africa was always coming from behind, basically. But they really played. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the South African team, we will see them again. Um, absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. that takes us to Sweden, U.S., um, which we both woke up for. We both wake up for. I like feel weirdly good about this result in a strange way and i'm gonna explain um, they lost fyi on pk yeah they lost not PK. uh it was a zero zero draw in in sort of regular time there are there's the main reason i think i feel like 
optimistic, so to speak, um, about this result is this was easily the best the U.S. looked in the entire tournament. Absolutely. Um, I agree. Yeah. By far. Uh, they played with a double pivot, Andy Sullivan, uh, alongside of Emily Sonnet. Which um, worked. Which clearly worked so much better. Yeah. Uh, like, I have been crit- I've been pretty critical of Andy Sullivan's uh, performances for the national team writ large. Um, particularly because she performs quite well uh, in the league. So it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. To see her not sort of bring that to the national team. I thought she looked significantly better playing alongside Sonnet in the double pivot. I agree. Um, Trinity Rodman came out in the 66th minute. She's been sick, apparently. So uh, Lynn Williams came in. Um, then there was a whatever. Megan Rapino came on. Is that what it was? For yeah, but for Alex who, Morgan. though? Oh, Alex Morgan. Morgan? Yeah. Yeah, Alex Morgan. I believe, if I remember correctly, those were the only two subs made until the final minute of extra time. Yeah, when he brought um, people on to when take When he PKs. brought in Kelly O'Hara and Christine Ewis, presumably to take PKs, although I have some question marks about that, and I'll get to it in a second. Sure. Um, but ultimately, the best we've seen the U.S. look the entire tournament. So I think that this tells us what most of us already knew, which was that the biggest issue with the U.S. was tactical, was the setup that they had and, you know, yeah, and the players that they were missing, right? And I was talking to my friend Isaac um, after the game, and and he he said <laughs> he said if we had Macario and Swanson, we'd have won that game for nothing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I would agree is, with that. That is very true. Um, so I think there's we definitely have the right pieces. Um, it was a it was a I would say a I would rather have lost on that performance than just like stinking, you know. That being said, it was tough for it to go the way that it did in penalty kicks. Um, if by some miracle you haven't seen this yet. Um, the U.S. had two opportunities to to win win it. Um, And they did not. They missed. Yep. Um, Megan Rapino missed. Sophia Smith missed. And then Kelly O'Hara hit the post. Um, It went to seven kickers. Um, Yep. Alyssa Nair made a save. He also made a PK. Um, most most notably, yeah, Alyssa Nair was the US's sixth kicker and fucking drilled hers. Um, my mom my mom called me afterward and she was like, I knew that goalie was gonna make that PK and I knew the other ones were gonna miss. And she was like, She was so good. So sorry, yeah. which year my mom. She had Alyssa Nair. Alyssa Nair has nobody's really talked about Alyssa Nair. Um, but Alyssa Nair is one of I think the few a few players who had a phenomenal tournament. Yeah, she um, yes, she I would agree. Great yeah. tournament from her. Um, literally quite nothing could have been asked more of her. I feel particularly dreadful for Alyssa Nair because of the way uh, Sweden's final. It's just kick unfortunate. Was like it's literally just bad fucking luck. Like it's like. like- Alyssa Nair makes the initial stop. She she stops the PK. It spins up. The 
spin of it and you just think about like my brain just thinks well what if it, the spin had gone the other way yeah like, yep. it spins up and she bats it out again and they and she's convinced she saved it she says no fucking way i saved it no chance um and everyone is kind of standing around for approximately 45 seconds to a minute before they get the goal line technology for the ball to be in by you know a millimeter a millimeter like and that is a pre- and like i always say like pk's are the worst way to lose that might be the worst way to lose a pk shootout yeah, it's, pretty, like, it's pretty bad it like i mean not i don't know how you could aim, like say like a worse option like that's pretty damn like bad that, it could not have been more dreadful yeah um it, it for one really thought the u.s was gonna win this tournament um I think we were too hit by injuries and our coach was our one of our biggest problems. So I never really felt like we were going to win the tournament. I agree. I certainly felt like if we had gone through, we were going to get our asses beat by Japan anyway. Yep. So I'm not particularly put out by um, the result, especially given that it was an overall good performance. Um, I that surprises me is that we ju- we mentioned earlier that he put in Christy Mewis and Kelly O'Hara right at the end of the game. Yeah. I don't understand if Kelly O'Hara and Christy Mewis were put in for PKs, why Kelly O'Hara didn't kick in the first five. Um, <laughs> Good point. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> like, I don't really get that. But why else would she have been put in at No, and I would I mean, mean, obviously. But she then, well, on Christy, the other hand. Yeah. Shout out to Christy Mewis. No, because who, she did put her only in. touch. Her only touch of the tournament was the PK. Her sinking her PK, which like you're I'm a not, real fucking one, Christy. I'm Mewis. not. I'm definitely not an advocate of bringing players on no, right I, also, for PKs. I just think it's stupid. I think it's so. I hard feel like it's like, setting up for failure. It's setting your players up for play for failure, like physically. Because like you're taking it's it not cold, warm. yeah. Um, you're taking it cold. Like, maybe on paper, also feel like better, you're but... setting it up. You're also setting up that player for ridicule. I feel like because Absolutely. everyone knows you've put that player in to take a PK. Yeah. Like, and then if they don't make their PK, like, yeah. I feel like, and I gotta ask, who would you have had kick you fifth? Uh, in hindsight, like looking back on the shootout, Alyssa Nair. Yeah. Why was Alyssa Nair not the fifth kicker? Like, she drilled it. It was who was freaking incredible. Who was five? Sophia Smith. Yeah. My mom again comment from my mother. She was like, I looked into her eyes and I knew she was gonna miss. And like, she looked terrified. I also think. Yeah, I also think that that was incredibly unfair on Sophia Smith. Absolutely. Oh, twenty-two years old. Yeah. 22 years old in her first World Cup to make her the fifth kicker. I think that was just... I absolutely... I, that is unkind to Sophia Smith. And I yeah. and I don't have any doubt that she is a an excellent PK kicker in, you know, training. In, you know, in whatever. I don't know what her record is on PKs. I don't know if she's ever taken one in an actual game before. But, like, um, in a competitive, you know. But I have no doubt that she drills them at, at training. I have no doubt she does. To put her as fifth kicker, I think, is cool. Um, 
mm-hmm. especially given the, you know, the position that fifth kicker is in. Like, I just don't think, I, I thought that was unkind. Um, yep. I would poor agree. Megan Rapino has never missed a competitive PK in her life. I know. Like, what like, is like irony? Like, what are we? Like, she said it, and she said it after the game. Like, she was like, "It's like dark comedy." Like, I literally, I couldn't tell you the last time I missed a PK. Like, this is, like, you almost have to laugh because, like, that's how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And it, and you know, I sort of admire her for being able to like think about it like that. Um, and I think it's a shame for her to end her World Cup career on it like that. I'm a bit confused in in terms of, you know, whether it's Blacko who's choosing it or if they're choosing it amongst themselves. I find it a little strange Julie Ertz didn't take a kick. Um, I would have, because yeah. while I said, I said in hindsight, I would have had uh, Alyssa Nair as my f- fifth kicker. Had I been making it before the game, I definitely would have had Julie Ertz in my five. Yeah. Um, I also feel like Naomi Gurma could have been a good candidate for a kicker. I think people very often under appreciate uh, defenders in I shootouts. I find in my personal experience, defenders are excellent at penalty kicks. Um, they also are very good under pressure. And I do think like, yeah, yeah. Like I think, penalty I think shootout is like more than 50% of it is mental. Right? I think I think the, the defenders kicker. I think defenders are good at it because of the, there's a mental thing in mm-hmm. there that it like they're good at it. But anyway, suffice it to say, um, the U.S.'s tournament is done. I do want to give a shout out to the Swedish girls, particularly uh, Aslani, um, mm-hmm. who had some really lovely things to say post game about well. It wasn't lovely in the sense that she was kind. It was lovely in the sense that she said, don't talk shit about the U.S. women. <laughs> that is the direct quote. Yeah. Um, well, they all respect yeah. each other, right? Like, they yeah. all know so, each other. They respect it, each it, other. I take that. It talks a lot about how, how much respect is between these teams, especially because the U.S. and Sweden are historically, you know, pitted against you. They played a lot in mm-hmm. World Cups. Um, and, so, and Olympics olympics like they've they've really done they come head to head seemingly every major tournament um so there's a lot of rivalry between the two teams but you know a very very obvious amount of respect um which is always nice to see i think at the end of the day like there's a lot of camaraderie across the game um in the women's sport in a way that isn't really necessarily there on the men's side um but you know fair play to sweden um, I will talk about also, their matchup. Uh, their uh, goalkeeper, Musso. Oh, yeah. How do we not? How do we not she's talk like, about? She's the uh, reason why Sweden won that game because she made some yeah. insane, incredible saves, like in regular she time. She did. She had some excellent saves in regular time and extra time. She. Yeah. Yes. If not for if not for her, uh, the game would have been U.S. would have been up by a couple goals in regular time. Yeah. So just wanted to give a shout out to her. I think. Um, I don't know. Sweden is Sweden. They're they're good. Um, they might have to be able to find themselves a goal, but yeah, they're 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 Sweden is struggling to score. Um, I don't imagine we'll get any easier, but um, we'll talk about that um, when we get to the quarterfinal matchups. Yeah, moving along uh, to um, the next England, set, Nigeria. But Nigeria, this game was also. Oh, actually, before we move on. 
I would like to point out that I said. Oh yeah. Oh, this is I all said, okay. Okay, this is all Katya's fault. May I say the U.S. game? All Katya's fault. Sorry, that's my bad. I said we said which game's gonna go to PKs, and I said the U.S. I said that's gonna be the first game to go to PKs. You cursed it. I you was cursed correct. it. And, and so I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but. Uh, it, they were not the only game to go to PKs uh, in the round of 16. No. Uh, England-Nigeria also was a 0-0 draw at full time to go on to PKs. Um, from what I understand, it is another case of the team, the te- like the better team, the team that played the b- better in the ex- uh, you know regular time uh, was once again the team that got knocked out. Um, Agreed. From what I absolutely. And I and I watched a longer highlight of this, but this one I was watched, I watched, in the I watched of the, the night, whole Sunday game. night. So I watched it. Um, not live, but I watched it. Yeah, but uh, the most notable thing about this game, Chloe Kelly once again with the winning PK. Legend. She's clutch, man. So she's clutch. a she's a fucking clutch player, which you you love that. I I she's yeah she's you know ice in the veins. She's yeah. super clutch. Um, the biggest storyline I feel like that's come out of the England Nigeria game is definitely Lauren James. Yeah. Um, in the not the way she would have wanted it to be. Um, after a handful of good games, she certainly lost her temper. I would say, um, to prelude this, Nigeria frustrated her and played her really, really well. They made it really, really hard for her to get anything at all out of the game. Uh-huh. And I think that frustration built up to Certainly. the end of the game. Yeah, and I I don't want to harp on too long about about Lauren James. I don't think it's necessary. I like her and uh, Michelle Aloze uh, have already you know had a public exchange about it, and they're all good. Everything's all yeah. good. No, absolutely. Uh, she apologized, and like honestly, yeah, like she apologized, and she it clearly was a moment of of you know yeah temper bubbling over and she's a young player in her first world cup and that is an it's a learning experience exactly she's not the first person to do something like this no she most um, likely will not be the last so she will certainly not be the last <laughs> but uh yeah so she did get a red card she was red card and she was sent off um most notably about this is that in the World Cup, a red card is a free game suspension. Yeah. Uh, so she might not play does, again. Yeah, which would take her out for the rest of the tournament. I believe that England is trying to, like, not appeal the red card per se, but appeal a three match ban. Yeah. Um, Maybe make it two. So if they hypothetically make yeah. it to the final, she could play. I think they're trying to do. I don't know. First of all, I didn't know that a red card was a three match ban in the World Cup until this happened. I don't know if I necessarily care. Like, I don't know why it's a three match ban. I thought it was um, a two match ban, but I clearly didn't know what was going on either. Yeah. So I don't know. But, anyways. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. I think she's probably learned her lesson. Um, yeah, I think so. And yeah, moving on. Besides that, I yeah. want to just say, like, also, Kira Walsh just played the entire game. Like, oh, no, yeah, also, Kira Walsh is fine. 
Who are they? Fine. Talk? Anyway, but that's, I mean, they that's had good to make for a England. press release. They had to make a press release that she didn't tear her ACL, but she played a full ninety. It's. I don't know what happened, but I'm not going to question it, and we're just going to say. I still don't understand everybody how she that so another... thought that she tore her ACL, and then she just was fine. Like, I honestly think, yeah. honestly, I bet you, like. Obviously, she got injured and it hurt, but I bet you she was just so scared that it was. She just, her mind just went to being the ACL. And obviously, we all were just like, oh, ACL. Yeah. Anyway, that is good we, for England. I think everybody's a little play. traumatized about ACL, you know? If I, if I was on the England team, I'd be very traumatized. Yeah. Um, England should be quite happy about that because they, England, they just look like slow I don't know what it is they look like they're going through the motions but there's no like I don't know energy I'm not sure they're just yeah not I don't know they're making it through but like not like well you know yeah like yeah yeah like they're they're getting the job done but it's not and like, they haven't really been tested, like really tested. Like who? Like, well, here's the thing: they got outplayed by Nigeria. Oh, absolutely. And so it's like, so it's like, at some point, like you can't, you can't do that. On, you know, you can, you maybe get one of those a yeah. tournament. Yeah. And like England, this was your one. You can't. If you get outplayed again, you're gonna lose. I feel like they've so, had more than one. Well, in the knockout. Oh. Okay, yeah. Definitely. They've they've had more than they got away with some in the group stage. I mean, it looked but good that's against more likely China. to happen in the group stage. Um but anyways. Um, <laughs> um anyway, yeah. Um moving on yeah. to Australia moving Denmark, on. which I did not really watch. I watched the highlights. Um uh, Australia basically moral of the story, Australia continues to look great sam kerr is back um which everyone should be really nervous about given that australia had figured out how to win without sam kerr and that they now are winning um and sam Sam kerr didn't even score (laughs) no she played but she didn't score um also poor also while we're on the subject of sam kerr in australia Poor one out for supportive girlfriend of the year. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Smith, yes. Lost on PKs and less than 20 and like 24 hours later was six hours away um, in a different city in Australia uh, supporting her girlfriend. Hey, now she can so, just hang out there and uh, support. Well, I heard I saw somebody else say, Pernilla Harder, you're up. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> because, right? Uh, yeah, her girlfriend plays for Sweden. Um, so that <laughs> she said, I know. Is it hard? He said, "Harder, you're up." <laughs> Challenge has been laid, um, I which I just thought was funny. Um, I love it. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, uh, I think Australia. Yeah, I'm gonna leave good. it there. They, they, look, uh, they look good. Um, uh, Colombia, Jamaica. This was honestly the game that I was dreading the most um, of the round of sixteen, just because I wanted both teams to be able to go through. Sure. Um. I didn't watch any of this game, to be honest. I did. Uh, oh, I watched I the watched, replay of it. I watched highlights. Did not watch the game itself. Um, great, phenomenal goal from Colombia. Absolutely. Um, really, Akai, but Catalina Uzme um, is their goal scorer. 
great, great goal. I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed both these teams, but I have really in particularly uh, enjoyed uh, this Colombian team. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they won. And I will won say Jamaica did not, like this was a one, like Jamaica played very well in this game and they just, they couldn't really buy themselves a goal in the end. Like, yeah. They have like slightly struggled to score in this tournament. Their defense, like that was the one goal Jamaica has let in this entire yeah. World Cup. And it was yep. a beautiful moment and it was a beautiful goal. Uh-huh. They looked pretty good the rest of like you know, like they they look Yeah. Like I think that either one of these teams can be could beat England. Agreed. Like, you know, like that's kind of Yeah, my I thoughts. think but it's... hats off to Colombia. Yeah. They have been just been they've had a great, they've been great playing tournament. so well. Um such a good tournament. Um yeah. France really just got business done with Morocco in yeah. the final. I mean, it's sad, um, but it was I mean, always going to be. It, this was always going to be a tough, a tough yeah. one for Morocco, but um, they France had a won, fantastic won tournament. I don't think anyone had Morocco in their round of sixteen. No, um, and very exciting. There's some uh, a few players who will be very exciting to watch um, in the years to come. So absolutely, but I do. I feel like France might finally be kicking it into like a gear like I feel like they kind of started and they were like not really doing anything and again it was against Morocco so I guess we'll have to see when they play Australia that's going to be a very interesting game yeah but France is somehow like muddling it all together to look good yeah um shall we talk quarterfinals yes yes we keep so our four quarterfinals um, our four quarterfinals, we have Spain versus the Netherlands, Japan, Sweden, Australia, France, and England, Colombia. Um, we'll just go in order. Yeah. Uh, Spain, Netherlands. Um, while the Dutch have looked better in every game that they've played, I, I think Spain's a better team. Yeah. Um, I think Spain should go through in this game. I think Netherlands will put up a good fight. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going, I think to, be it's going to be a good game. I think Spain will take the advantage that they, I think they have. Agreed. But I, I wouldn't count, like, you can't count the Dutch out because they are no. seemingly able Although, to get goals. Although, the Dutch are going to be without Daniel Van Donk. Yes. Um, due to yellow card accumulation. Classic. Just going to say, I feel like that happened in the last World Cup, too. Yeah. They, they definitely, I think, there's a lot of chatter about when they should wipe the yellow cards from the group stage. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think there's certainly an argument to be made that you shouldn't have to sit out in a quarterfinal for getting three yellow cards. Or I don't know how many it is. Three, I, I think. Two. Oh. Or two. Is it two? I always thought it was two. Anyway, there's a lot of chatter that, that it's it's really not great. <laughs> um, no, it's but not great. nonetheless. And, like, I don't know. I never really understood that rule. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, I don't know. You can't really, like, don't, judge the yellow card based on, like, what the yellow I card was. Think, but, like... I don't think much of yellow card accumulation in tournaments. Yeah. Personally. Um, I think... I Yeah, I just don't think, like, I think tournaments sometimes necessitate a level that like 
earns you yellow cards in a way that it doesn't necessarily happen in sort of league play. No, so I, 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 I agree. I don't, I don't know. I don't like know that I feel like we need to have yellow card accumulation in like World Cups at all. Um, but that's a whole separate it's not issue. Like, it's not like players will be like you can't have more than two in a, I still I think there should be something yeah. for no, like cards. if you get two in a game, if you get two in a game and you get a red card, you sit yeah. out the next one. Yeah. I think that's I don't think there needs yeah. to be more than that, personally. Um, but nonetheless, it is in the rules, so Daniel Van Donk is not uh will yeah, not which, be available which to play. Will hurt, which will hurt States, the Netherlands. Which will certainly hurt the Netherlands, especially yeah. given that she is sort of their their mainstay in the midfield and given how dominant Spain is yeah. in the middle of the park. Uh that will certainly hurt the Dutch. Um the second one being Japan, Sweden. Um I have a hard time. I think this is the easiest matchup in terms of like to call who's going to go through i mean i kind um, of I agree have a, i have a really hard time imagining sweden Making beating it. japan yeah um, japan I because has, japan is gonna play japan has looked really good and, and they're sweden, converting their goals <laughs> yeah sweden like still i think they've scored one one like like not very many more goals. than one because yeah i think they've scored games yeah but. but they haven't scored they haven't you know they haven't done a lot of scoring um yeah haven't ha- haven't done a lot of scoring don't look super 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 threatening on anything they have good players yes but japan i think i think this has the potential to be the most lopsided yeah. um at least in terms of like the play itself if not the goals yeah Um, i would agree number number three uh quarterfinal number three is australia france um this should be fun i think this is going to be the game where we see sam kerr pop off yeah i think she hasn't yet this this tournament could be a high scoring game i agree i agree it could I think be like we've three seen, two or something. You know, you know. we've we've seen you know we've seen Caitlin uh, Ford has had a good Woo-woo. tournament. Um, Haley Rosso has been having a great tournament. Agreed. Um, yeah. Australia in general has been having a great tournament. Sam Kerr has not yet had her moment, and they I haven't ha- needed her to. I think I think that they haven't might need needed her, her against France. Well, that's my point. They haven't need. She hasn't her had her moment. They haven't needed her to have her moment. This I think is Sam Kerr's moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I'm pulling. I'm pulling heavy. Come on, Sam. Uh, I'm pulling for Australia. I agree. Yeah, pulling pulling real heavy for for Australia. I'll. I not only because I'm I'm a fan of Sam Kerr. I like this Australia team, and as has been stated many 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 times, I hate France. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. I'm pulling for Australia. Um, and then the final quarterfinal matchup is England Columbia. Um, I think that is potentially another, you know, textbook. It's an upset on paper, um, in the works. Yeah. I believe. I think, I think so too. I think if anyone had looked at, looked at this without having watched this tournament, they'd be like, "Oh, England." But if anyone's watched this tournament, I think everyone will say, "Oh, Columbia." I think it's tough to call. Um, you know, this Columbia team is in uncharted waters. We don't oh. know if there's going to come a point where they sort of lose it to the pressure. Um, I think the experience sort of... of England could yes. get them through this game. It, I think it yes. depends on 
if England's able to control if England's able to control the game to the tempo they want it to be at. And if they can convert their chances. If they can like, you know, score a few goals might be helpful. Um yeah, chance conversion definitely seems to be a universal issue across some of the, you know, top ranked teams. The problem they seem to be having is chance conversion. Yeah. Um it's been really interesting. I was thinking and like this is kind of just a random thing, but there have been games that have been like five one, four one, whatever. There hasn't been like a three two or like a four three type of game, yeah. really, uh-huh. which is interesting. Which is why I kind of hope the France Australia game is that, um, because games have England, been close. Columbia. It's just have been close, like one zero close. Yeah, I feel like England Colombia also will be a one zero type of close. Yeah. Um, which way the one is gonna go? I think is anyone's guess. Um, I think the way, I think the biggest advantage England has is England will want it. Colombia will not want it to go to extra time. Colombia will not want it to go to penalty kick. Um, Because that is, that in particular is where experience and composure and things like that, that England has will really sort of do them favors. Um, But I will, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I really think, I think three out of the four quarterfinals are going to be really good games yeah um I, sorry no disrespect to sweden but i think just with they, the I think that japan sweden, is in and the goals that like, japan I think sweden is scoring is, i think sweden is the weakest team in the quarterfinals and japan is the strongest team in the quarterfinals yeah. so i, also think I that, like like the u.s did everything right against sweden except being able to convert and japan yeah, is not to have a problem convert. converting so Japan I just been think that it's tournament. gonna, yep. yeah. Unless like something crazy happens and they're not able to convert, which I don't really anticipate. Um, I will say um, some interesting things just about the tournament. Yeah. Um, generally, some fun facts. Um, we have two of the final eight. There are uh, two teams that have never been to the final eight before. Uh, Spain and Colombia are both new to the quarterfinals. Um, Japan is the only team left in the tournament who has ever won a Women's World Cup. So yeah. there is a good chance we have a debut winner. Um, it feels weird to say that given England and France and Sweden are such mainstays of the women's game. Um, and while they have, uh, Sweden in particular has won Olympic medals and obviously England's won the Euros, um, they have not won the Women's World Cup. Um, if Australia were to go on and win it, they would be the first hosts uh, to win since uh, the 99ers. The yeah. U.S. did it in 1999. Um, so, so you know, uh, there's some fun stuff going around. I think overall it's been a great tournament. These quarterfinal games look like they are going to be great. I don't think there's going to be a dull match the rest of the tournament. I think I the semis, no, whichever yeah. teams go through, it's gonna be fun. This is I was gonna telling be crazy. someone. I was telling someone too because they were like, "Oh, there seems to have been so many like upsets or like teams I thought who were like not gonna be in like who I thought were gonna be in the quarterfinals like didn't make it." And I was like, "Realistically, the only team out of this eight that you should be surprised hypothetically about is Colombia. Otherwise, I think yeah, you could have made like you, like no matter what you, you could have, have. Made the argument for any of the other seven that they would be in the quarterfinals. Yes." And like, may, like, 
right? But then, like, obviously, Germany, Brazil, like, yes, U.S. Course, you could have also Germany, like, Brazil, U.S., Canada. Yeah. Those four teams being out, like, sure, that's huge. But it could have like, been those any, are definitely... four of any other four of these teams who had gone out, too. Right? Yeah. There was no possibility that they all would make the quarterfinals. And I was just like, yeah, it was such a... T- I mean, we talked about this, too, in our preview of just, like, there's so many possible teams who could win it this year. Yeah. And I think that this has just shown that is possible. And just, like... Yeah. You're saying, like, I mean, I think it's likely a debutante could win, and that's like amazing. Um, I think it just shows that, like, yeah, we need. I think like the expanded tournament A is great, and B, like, the talent is there. I think we've globally, we've, yeah, we've seen the expanded tournament is great. Talent is there globally. Um, this is easily, easily been the most competitive women's yeah. world cup ever yeah easily it's like fantastic. it's not even close it's way better and to it's watch so much better to watch and not that i haven't thoroughly enjoyed you know past women's world cups um because i have i've enjoyed everyone i've ever watched i went to many games when they played in canada in in 2015 um i i went up there and saw games for myself and it was one of the best experiences ever like i love the women's world cup but there's so like for group stages to be as good as they were this year, like for the games to be so good and like just good game, good, exciting games across the board. Like there are very few games, the tournament and obviously I haven't watched, we haven't watched every single game. Yeah. Um, But like, there's not a whole lot of games that were played that like were boring games. Yeah. Um, And yeah. I think that that's, whether that's because there was no talent in them or just because one team was completely blowing out the other. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of that going around, which is really, really exciting. And I think we're just going to continue to see incredible World Cups oh, yeah. going forward. And it's so much fun. Yeah, um, oh my God. Yeah, and I mean, there are so many teams in the last 16 too that like maybe we wouldn't have originally had said that would be there, right? But they, 100%. they really are. Um, I mean, I would say Jamaica, Colombia, Morocco, South Africa. I personally we, always yeah, thought not Nigeria surprised about Nigeria. was yep. good. I don't know why everyone's like, "Ooh, this is such a surprise." I'm like, "No, not we, really. we." I feel like we said in our preview, like Nigeria very well could get out of that group. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's great to see the development, especially as some of these teams struggle with their federations. Yes, um, um, and you obviously want to see that resolved so that these teams can really start getting the resources they deserve because yeah, that means yeah, the yeah. talent and the skill will only increase when that happens. Yeah, um, I think on that note, um, you know, particular shout outs, I think to Jamaica for, for you know, they very easily could have could be in these quarterfinals, um, you know, had things shaken out a little bit differently um, and they've had a really, really great tournament. Uh, it's about time they're federation pays like them? does anything no just Books does them anything to, to the tournament like, like pays for them to fly to the tournament like yeah, um it's ridiculous you know what i mean like the fact that they were crowd raising uh it's to attend the tournament yeah. is batshit yeah it's so, insane and for nigeria's federation to pay their players what they yes. owe them what they owe them yep they owe them money contractually yeah. And so they need to pay those women. <laughs> so, you know, I think I, 
And I think like exactly what you just said, you know, like given how much talent is clearly there and how well some of these are teams are doing without any investment, like imagine what they could look like with some investment. Um, It's exciting, you know, like the sky's kind of the limit, I feel like. Um, Yeah, I think we've seen, I mean, we've talked about this, you know, not just in the context of, of the national teams in the women's world cup and and stuff like that we've seen the women's game explode so much over the past couple of years um like i will tell you right now like yes i wasn't in a professional sphere during the 2019 world cup but i just feel like so many more people who like don't aren't even sports fans like know the women's world cup is happening even if they're like not paying attention to it because they don't care about sports like they know it's happening and they even like hear stuff here and there you know what I mean like they hear oh I heard I heard there's big upsets in the women's world cup like you know like they are not but they you know and the fact that that's happening like that people who literally don't care about the tournament still are hearing stuff about it like I think tells you a lot I agree yeah I agree it's great to see. I think these quarterfinals are going to be really fun and really exciting. Um, some of them are at hours of the day. If you're on the East Coast, you might be able to watch. Uh, some of them are at 3 a.m. Yeah, I think we're lucky enough. Uh, the Spain-Netherlands, if you're on the East Coast, that is a 9 p.m. game, which is nice. Um, and then, you know, the Saturday morning england Colombia is at 6.30 yeah. a.m., which is... Though, not as great, I, but it is not obscenely early. Okay, yes, but what are you going to do? Okay, because that game is at six thirty. But if you watch that, you're gonna have the Australia France game spoiled for you. So I think this is what I have to do. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm gonna wake up at like six and have to watch Australia France first, and, and then, then watch, watch the Columbia. replay of England Colombia. Even though I could be watching the game live I don't want Australia France spoiled for me while watching England Columbia yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do because yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do because I will not be up at 3 a.m to watch that game like it's not I won't either the problem is I have about 8 million things I need to do on Saturday so I like don't really have time yeah, also, to... I probably don't have time either, so I don't really know what I'm going to do. We'll just figure we'll it out. We'll have to figure anyway, it out. I mean, this is the life of a podcaster who needs to watch these soccer games, you know? <laughs> like The life of a fan who would be watching it even if we weren't I mean, doing yeah, this. I would just like to say, even if we were not doing this podcast, we would be still having this conversation about when the hell we were going to watch these games. As just like, Yeah. You know, so... Um, anyway, I think, I think that sort of wraps up, uh, sort of discussion on Um, that note. We will be back, uh, Well, we're going to back with a quick interlude (laughs) to the World Cup because we both forgot that the Premier League starts literally on Friday. Yeah, so we Um, are. So there will be an episode after this one on the preview of the Premier League, which might seem a little bit out of sorts. And then we will be back to talk about the quarters, um, and prepare for the semis and the final that come Italy. Yeah, we are possibly going to be doing some kind of double duty um or i think what's probably more likely is that after we will have a whole separate episode for our uh, premier league season preview um but it's most likely i think and we haven't discussed this this is just my brain going 
Totally um, but I think I think there's a good shot that we uh, we don't do any aside from our our in depth you know sort of preview that we're gonna come out you know in the next day or two um, that we don't do any significant Premier League coverage then until yeah. after the Women's yeah. World Cup is over. There will be two weekends um, of games that we just will review. We we might afterward. comment on yeah. we might comment on them if something if something particularly any... big if something particularly big happens yeah. um in you know lot, the first two weeks of Premier League of games and weekends to come. I don't think it's yeah. that worrisome if we miss some but if there's anything like significant that happens we'll if comment. anything yeah if um, anything big if anything big goes down we'll comment on it towards the end of our World Cup um pods but we will continue to have our focus on the World Cup um through 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 the final um and then once it is over we will we will shift back over uh to to our, our regularly route, scheduled regularly scheduled programming yes but yeah like i said you can expect to to have a premier league preview um in the next day or two we're we are we're recording this right now tuesday night i may or may not edit and post this later tonight we it probably depends um, but we are going to record our Premier League episode tomorrow, um, and then we will hopefully have that out shortly thereafter. Um, but definitely before games start Friday, um, and yeah, and then we probably won't touch again in depth on the Premier League until after yeah. the World Cup is over. There's more important things going on. Why is there so much soccer suddenly? I know. I feel no like I went from for zero. The podcast. I really feel like we went from zero to a hundred. I'm having a hard yep. time, but it's yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We love it. It's fine. Um, but it's gonna be a couple of chaotic kind of weeks as we finish the World Settle Cup and in. just transition into our normal uh recording. So bear with us. You will be hearing our lovely voices quite a lot. So hopefully that's fine. All right. Um, well, I think that's it, right? Yep. We will talk to you after the quarterfinals. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.